When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. The following is a presentation of IMG. America's home for college sports. We are here together as a family. We are here to support each other. Chant her glory. We have to be able to push them. Sing the story. To help them get to a place where they're having a breakthrough. We are Mighty Oregon. Here we go. Keeps his feet. Back the other way. Looks it toward the end zone. 5 Touchdown. That's a touchdown. This is Oregon football. Why are guys getting better and pushing? Because there's a guy right behind them and a guy right behind him. And that's where it should be, right? This is the Oregon Football Coaches Show, presented by The Cooler. Voted Eugene's number one sports bar on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. The Oregon Football Coaches Show is also brought to you by Pepsi. Go Ducks, drink Pepsi. Now, let's talk Oregon Ducks football. Alongside Mike Jorgensen and Joey Mack, here's the voice of the Ducks, Jerry Allen. (laughs) Wait a minute, Joey who? Yeah. Joe, yeah, Joey Hill. They know Joey Max in here. <laughs> Look at that. How you doing, Joey? Yeah. You doing pretty good there? <laughs> he has never sounded so good. Just let me say that. All right. Joey's in New York City with men's basketball. They are getting ready for a big tournament that begins tomorrow in Madison Square Garden. So he'll be on the radio tomorrow night, and that's why we are up here alone tonight. Uh, there's a lot going on. It's a coaches show here at the Cooler, and it's senior day coming up, or senior evening, if you will, at Autzen Stadium. Arizona State comes into town. But um, 
We'll, we'll talk about last week a little bit coming up. Uh, uh, Utah, and, and again, another tough, just tough to explain loss. But right now there's a lot going on. Volleyball is playing over at Matthew United Arena. They're hosting Utah tonight. Uh, that's underway. Colorado is at Matthew United on Friday night, and that is their last home match before they finish the regular season. They still have the shot at hosting if they can win out. Men's hoops, I mentioned the uh, 2K Empire Classic in New York City tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, 530 pregame show and right now the women are playing they are in logan utah terry doesn't know how to go anywhere warm it's probably as cold in logan as it was in fairbanks alaska and the women now are leading utah state 57 to 39 so yeah the women are continuing what they do and then the cross country championships are this weekend for the men and women saturday back in madison wisconsin both the men and women are there well, Utah, another tough one, Georgie. I mean, just uh, I mean, we're we're just broadcasters, and we watch it and see it, and you know how we feel about that and trying to figure <laughs> it out. Too. Yeah, we're fans too. Um, can you imagine what a team of what a coaching staff is going to are going through after after you know the Washington State start, and then and then the Arizona start, and now this one when you get to the end of the game and you could have won it if you could have started it. Yeah, I mean, it's never easy. It's just amazing how it is never easy, and obviously it's never easy, particularly on those guys. I mean, we're the ones who think as fans that we're having a hard time, and they're the ones who are living it every day oh, and yeah. working at it. But they're staying the course. You stay the course. You work through it. Nobody ever said anything was easy. It's so easy to, you know, I heard Coach Cristobal talk about it. It's so easy just to throw your hands in the air and say, oh, you know, things should come to me and it should be easier. No, you got to keep working. You got to keep working. You got to stay the course with what you're doing uh, because it will it will pay off, and it, and it will, it, it really will. And, and, again, they get the chance to come home. It's been tough on the road. I think any team in this league has had a hard time on the road. Uh, you know, we were just looking at Arizona State's schedule. and, and That's crazy. And, and how close they are to being 8-2 and two or 9-1 and one because they have four losses. Every one of the losses are by seven points. They lost by a touchdown each time, and yet they've won three or four games by three, three points. points. And most of their wins are at home. Their losses are on the road, minus Stanford. Stanford came to Tempe and was, was able to beat them. But playing on the road, you can't play a bad quarter, or it's going to cost you. And that's what Oregon did. They had a bad quarter. They had three really good quarters, good enough to win the game, and we're right there at the end, and that's all you can ask. And and just listening to the players talk and listening to the coaches talk this week and after a couple of those other ball games, you, you try to analyze that week and, and how did you feel practice? Practices were good. What was the attitude? It was good. Preparation was great. I mean, they, they went into those games feeling like they were ready to start and play Oregon football, and then it didn't happen. And it, and it kind of gets down to, very simply, a handful of plays. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Coach about that. You, you look at a handful of plays in each of those games. This last week, it was uh, it was a drop ball early that might have kept a, a momentum going to maybe a scoring drive, and then you're not playing from behind. And So it, it's, it's a very fine line between winning and losing, uh, succeeding and, and failure. And, and r- right now it's a frustrating place to be in unless and and they're frustrated too but when you get to be on a practice field and you get to go back at it and you keep going and trying to set that culture and and get the process back to where it's supposed to be uh it takes a little of a sting out because you're hitting and you want that next game and we'll talk about something that justin herbert said uh yesterday and we talked to him too but it we're fans too you know yeah you you hurt for yourself because you want to win but you hurt for the kids and the players if you're a true fan you're hurting for them too 
Yeah, yeah. And again, you don't want to say to them, you know, guys, you've been here before. They're wanting to not be there before. No. Yes. But when it happens again or when you do lose a tough game on the road, Utah's a tough place to play. Just like Autzen Stadium's a tough place to play, that crowd was a huge boost to Utah, particularly with, you know, the injuries that they have suffered. And, you know, Oregon comes back home with Autzen Stadium this week with Arizona State. Arizona State playing some great football has, you know, it, command, I don't want to say command, but they control their own destiny in the South Division. It's going to be a tough game. These guys, they're not going to feel sorry for themselves. They're going to go back to work. It's never easy. You stay the course, you stay with it, and it'll pay off. You, watch. you, yeah, you don't succeed in life uh, ever without going over some speed bumps, and, and that's just reality. All right, we're going to get a break in here. We'll come back. Coach is in the house. Shane Lemieux is going to join us later on, All too. Right. So we'll take the break. You come on up. Head Coach Mario Cristobal after we return to the Cooler on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Cooler is the one place in Eugene that for 40 years has been known as the home for great sports and entertainment, including all the duck tailgating you can handle. Whether watching on the wall-to-wall flat-screen TVs with a big 15-foot projection screen as the centerpiece or just talking ducks with friends. Then there's the food and the great beverages. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner seven days a week starting at 7 a.m. Toss in free parking and oh so close to Onsen. Need I say more? The Coolers got it all. On Centennial Loop in Eugene across from Lithia. When you got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. There's a new season on Pac-12 Network. The slate's been wiped clean, and only you can dictate what happens next. What happens next is when it starts to count. So make it count. This is next level. This is happening. This is your destiny, and there's no avoiding it. Expectations don't matter. Reputation doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is what comes next. Watch on Pac-12 Networks. This is the Oregon Football Coaches Show on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Hi, I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I only have a few seconds during this time out to give you a few tips on ways to reduce stormwater pollution. Number one, fix any leaks your vehicle may be dripping on roadways. Number two, pick up after your pets. If they, uh, you know, go while walking, these items can get washed down the storm drain when it rains and end up polluting our lakes and streams. Please remember to hop to it. Protect our water because clean water is everyone's responsibility. This message brought to you by Stormwater Mascot, Lenny the Lifeguard. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P Hundo P Adjective Short for being 100% sure or certain As in If we get a puppy I'll Hundo P always walk it You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Welcome back inside the cooler. I'm Jerry Allen with Jorgie. And joining us on the show now here at the cooler, 
Your head coach, Mario Cristobal. And the first thing I'm going to say, Coach, other than thank you for coming down and being a part of the show again, I appreciate it in a busy week, but it's senior weekend or senior night, if you will, at Odson. That's a big, big game. It's a huge game for them. They they had so many unbelievable memories of playing in Odson Stadium. They're so thankful uh, for the opportunity to be here at Oregon, and they want to make it special. And, and our team wants to make it special for those seniors. So we've asked all of our players to approach the week as if it was their senior night and their last opportunity in that stadium so they could do everything humanly possible to make it a great night for the seniors and for the fans. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm gonna, we're going to jump right into it. I mean, it's interesting to watch your team, uh, not just your team, but your, the coaches as well, the entire staff, go back into practice and continue the process to try to gain that culture to get what you want done. They go right back at it. I mean, for, for us standing on the sidelines watching, uh, it's pretty amazing to see because I think, I think a lot of people would look at a team after a tough loss like that and go, well, they're going to be down. These guys are not going to come out very sharp. But that is just not the case. No, you know what? It needs to be painful because that's part of a process like this. And, you know, I could go back to the rebuild of Miami and those tough Sundays and, and the rebuild of Rutgers University and, and Alabama at first and how rough yeah. those things were. And you know what? Unfortunately, it's, uh, it's painful, but at the same time, you can't skip some of those steps, and those steps are going to be the valuable lessons that come and help you later. Now, that being the case, we also teach our guys, look, the world's going to go on. The ball's going to be placed on the tee at 730, and we're going to kick off, and we need to be at our best. So there is no feeling sorry for ourselves. There is no uh, break in the process. We've got to go. We've got to keep learning. We've got to keep progressing and developing and sticking together. And that's what I would do for my own son. That's what our coach would do for their own children. That's how we want our guys to be resilient, resilient, resilient loss you guys are trying to get a win obviously at utah you don't go down there to play a close game but there's good things to take out of that game you guys did some really good things a, a, a first quarter that wasn't very good obviously but yes. three quarters that was pretty darn good and you guys particularly in the second half played some so there's good things to take from that too to be able to build on no doubt one of the biggest things we wanted to solve we want to solve like the rubik's cube this season as it relates to playing on the road you know last year that was a big issue we uh, we lost our our conference games by an average of about 30 points on the road. And so, um, you know, week one, we had a pretty good response to it. Got over there at Cal, top 25 team. We thought we had a pretty good answer to it and got that done. And then Washington State for an entire half. We just couldn't get in sync. Second half, we looked like, all right, now we're back on track. But at Arizona, we were completely out of sorts. That's the one game that's like, wow, that was unrecognizable. And then um, after the first quarter, this team started growing up against a tough team at a tough place to play under difficult circumstances. And there's a lot of stuff to be drawn out of it. No rewards to be handed out. We don't reward right. a loss. It just doesn't work that way. Like Bill Parcells used to say, right? There's no medals for trying. We don't do that. But you do recognize the progress so that guys understand and can be encouraged of like, look, you're now with six minutes left to play. You've now taken the lead and fought your way back at a tough place on a top 15 team and you've got this game. Now what's the next step? We've got to finish that process. As you look at the, uh, look at the film on a game like, like those three, and particularly this last week, it's a fine line between succeeding early and, and being behind the chains, as you say. A couple of plays here and there. Do you, do you look at a game like that after you look at it and circle two or three things that were maybe a reason or uh, what went wrong in a game early? Absolutely. You, you circle about a dozen of the things that are simple execution things. Things that, and I was when we when I say that, you'll never hear me call out a player. I just don't believe in that. Um, I played for coaches that were always about unity and whatnot, and and when you lose, you lose together. But 
when when execution to me that always relates to everybody everybody in the organization from the coaches to the trainers to the players and um it's got to be at a higher level early because you know our players I, I read them kind of a bit of history about the last time Oregon was able to come back from a 0-14 deficit and it was it was actually back in 2005 okay and what does that mean that wow. means that our players have to continue to push and enhance and move the culture to get back to the type of football that we're used to playing here at Oregon and then elevate it from there. Jerry, you talked about a few plays here and there. And, again, I know it's a lot more than two or three, whether it's catching the ball on the opening drive to get started on the right foot or whether it's finishing the half once you guys got that first half going, had a chance to get to 13-10. Instead, it was 16-7. What was your message to the team at halftime when, you know, you played yourself back into it, felt like you'd played yourself closer, and yet you still were a nine-point deficit? What was your message to the team? Sure, the message is always the same as we made a decision that we were going to reestablish our identity and that we have a lot to prove and that we were proving it in certain respects and the only thing that stopped us from proving it completely was ourselves. And so we were going to take the approach of we're going to play this one play as hard as we could possibly play, and then once it's over, we're going to move on to the next play. And guys did a really good job of doing that and just fighting and clawing and scratching our way back into the game and had a chance to score on five straight possessions and enough for a penalty, a six straight possession. Um, but got the block punt, got the lead, and then, um, you know, we didn't hold them. Well, you know, they ended up scoring, and then we had a chance to go down and score, and we weren't able to convert there on that third and fourth down conversion. So um, that's the part that's painful. Yeah. Those are the plays that you want to have. You've got to have them. And, um, you know, you work to fix them, to get them better, to be more efficient, so you can get them next time. When I look at the end of that ball game, uh, your defense during the game, and this may be a wrong assumption, but I think your defense played so hard during that game. The offense, you know, couldn't, particularly in the first half, couldn't advance the ball, uh, getting off the field. The defense holding Utah to field goals. That, that's a terrific job. But in the end of the game, I thought it kind of caught up to them a little bit in, in that last drive. Um, you know, being at home, Utah, Oregon does the same thing. You can crowd behind you. And I thought your defense had played so tough all game, they almost had an empty gas tank. Was that anywhere near? I don't know. I mean, we had 67, 68 plays. They had 78. So it's a 10-play differential. You know, I don't think uh, – I, I wouldn't say one side or the other. I think both sides had their moments. I thought the, the special teams shined. They were the ones oh, that yeah. really stood oh, out. Yeah. You know, we kicked the ball really well, you know, for one of the few times this year. So ball placement was excellent. Because as of right now, you know, from a conference standpoint, we're first in punt return average. We're about second or third in kickoff return. But our coverage teams were down due to ball placement. The ball placement by the punters and kickers helped us out a bunch. The offense and defense, we took our turns. That's the best way to put it. Sometimes we shine. Sometimes we didn't. But, um, you know, that's one thing we tell our guys. Sometimes we might have to win three to two. Sometimes we might have to win 60 to 59. But whatever it takes – we have to lean and rely on each other. We can never go in there and say, hey, if you guys did this or did that, right. we'd yeah. be better off. Another lo- an- another lesson in the run-pass balance, wasn't it? And that is Utah was very balanced. You guys had a hard time getting the run established. And in the second half, you began to get it established, which was neat. It was, it was nice to see your team begin to somewhat tire out Utah's defense because the plays were a little uneven at halftime. And by the time you got to the middle of the fourth quarter, everything was kind of evened up and you began to run it. Question for you, do you feel like getting Jake Hansen back at halftime was a difference, or was it just a function of execution regardless of who was in there? Uh, I think it's probably a little bit of both, but I think Throckmorton did a great job at center. Stephen Jones, a true freshman. We started a a true freshman at left tackle for the second time uh, this year. I'd say the sixth time this year, and Stephen did a great job. Unfortunately, he got got hurt in the game. 
uh, so we won't have him this game. But, you know, at, at 6'7", 350 pounds, he was a big difference. And working beside Shane Lemieux, which you'll hear from in a little bit, Shane is an exceptional, exceptional player, an exceptional leader, and he had Steven just on the right track all game long. Um, and, again, I can't rave enough about Shane. Shane's one of the best guards in America yeah. uh, and a team leader and whatnot. But once those guys started getting their groove on, all of a sudden it became 12-yard runs, 17, 9, yeah. 6, 9, and – and we started getting a you know pretty good chunk plays to help our run game and our offense in general going. Getting in the way you want to, and going into this week, I'm wondering you know what's the thought process from some guys. Talk about a leadership. Justin Herbert. We asked somebody asked him in, in the media scrum yesterday about being back at Autzen Stadium. How great is it to be back at Autzen Stadium? He said, "Yeah, it's the best. It's a great place to be. I love being home, but I wish we had another game on the road coming up right now so we could make it right." I, I thought that was not turning away from a bad experience, but meeting it head on and wanting to take it over again. I was impressed by that. Yeah, it's, it's a big-time attitude. And, you know, you always we, – we had a great meeting tonight with the Leadership Council. They'll tell you one of the best things that you can do always is tell yourself the truth. Where are you, right? Where are you? What are you doing? Face reality so you could face and fix the things that you need to. And, um, you know, the team, we're developing, we're progressing – and sometimes we get hit right in the mouth, and we got to continue to work to get better at it. But I tell you, the best thing that these guys do and the leadership council does is they face adversity dead on, and there is no flinching. You know, come, you know, tough time, good time with it, no flinching, and they want to go forward and attack, attack all the things that we need to do to get better as a football team. Kind of having to go patchwork in some areas. You're having to fill some people in in positions where you've got injuries, you know, there were a couple of the last game. You, you mentioned Stephen Jones and at the linebacker position. How's that come along this week and getting those guys ready to go that is the next line of guys? It's the next line of guys. So, uh, you know, it's it's football at this time of year. You know, we entered we, – we knew it entering the season. We, uh, you know, typically a Division One uh, roster, you carry 85 guys on scholarship, about 25 as walk-ons. We walked into the season at 72, and then we put another three guys on scholarship, a couple grad transfers. Uh, to try to alleviate some of the depth issues that come with that. But, you know, unfortunately, we got hit by the injury bug, and it's taken a little bit more of its toll than we would want it to. Um, but that being the case, you won't see a single guy in the locker room making an excuse. You won't see a single person, you know, trying to say, hey, well, this happened. Well, now what? I mean, so what? You know, let's go. It's a, it's, I think it's a great attitude to adopt. I think there's so much of a life lesson in this as well. You know, you look at guys like this big guy over here, He's going to be the head of his household one day, right? And so when the economy's bad and when the job market is not doing so well and there's a pro what's he going to do, go home and make excuses for his family? No. You're going to meet adversity dead on. You're going to do things the right way because that's the Oregon way. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, whatever adversity comes our way, bring it. We are ready for it and ready to grow from it. It's what you call part of the process and the culture you're trying to develop at the University of Oregon. Yes, sir, without a doubt. That's what these guys deserve, and that was a promise to them upon becoming the head football coach. And we knew, we all knew, this is not a turnkey situation. There's work to be done. Mm -hmm. You have to develop. You have to continue to enhance the roster. You've got to grow. You've got to get your schemes in place. And you don't flinch, no matter what. When tough times come, you don't flinch. You get stronger. You grow from it. And that's just the way we were raised. That's the DNA, and that's the DNA of our guys. And and we, uh, where it's going to be a relentless approach 
till the day we're in the grave to make sure we get it done for the University of Oregon and everybody. All right, well, we're going to take a break, come back, talk some more about this. Look ahead to Arizona State. It is senior day or senior evening coming up, if you will. We're at the Cooler. Tonight's show brought to you in part by my friends and your friends at the RV Corral. RV Corral, where you can enjoy the adventure. We're back with more from inside the Cooler on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Traffic. It can be more stressful than that last-second Hail Mary pass. But Nissan changed the game. Nissan Rogue has available Nissan Intelligent Mobility, like ProPilot Assist, that can start and stop in highway traffic all on its own and help keep you centered. Nissan Rogue, it's a game changer. Get to Nissan, proud partner of Oregon Athletics. ProPilot Assist is an available feature and cannot prevent collisions. Always monitor traffic conditions. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. See owner's manual for safety information. Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC Insurance companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner, just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on. Start your next adventure at the RV Corral, where travel trailers and fifth wheels are your way to a summer of fun. Relax in the comfortable and stylish Keystone Cougar, America's number one selling brand. Family-friendly features starting as low as $28,995. Whether you need lots of beds, storage space, a kitchen island, or outdoor entertainment with Keystone Cougar, the options are endless. Summer won't wait for you, so visit either location, Highway 99 in Eugene, and now conveniently located off I-5 at Coburg on Roberts Road, or shop the inventory at rvcorral.com. Enjoy the adventure. Ducks football lives here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait, communicate. Get started today at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back inside the cooler. Jerry Allen, Jorge, and head coach Mario Cristobal, Oregon, Arizona State, senior night. A 7.30 game coming up this week. And, um, gosh, this is hard to believe they're going to be saying goodbye to some of those seniors and uh, what it means to them, too. That's why it's so important to have a great crowd there and show them that support. Before we look ahead to Arizona State, going back to uh, to that game last week, um, j just how do you as a staff get a team to – be aware of that, but flush it and move ahead without dwelling on that. That that's a that's a psychological, you know, process that you've got to go through. You just you you be as real as you have to be. You really don't try to trick them. No Jedi mind tricks. No fluff. No head faking. 
you assess it for what it is. You're, you're just completely honest with yourself and with your players of where you are and what you have to do. And you continue to preach the things that we've all been taught since we were knee high about toughness and resiliency and doing things the right way. And look, when you do things the right way and you work hard, it gives you the best chance. It doesn't give you a guarantee. And a win or a loss gives you another lesson to learn from and go forward. But we're a forward-thinking, forward-moving football team. And we honestly, we want it to hurt. We want our players, our staff, our whole organization to feel that in the pit of our stomach to continue driving us to go harder, to go better, to do whatever it takes to get it done. But but we move forward. We don't sit there and feel sorry for ourselves. And we certainly know the world doesn't, right? So well, we don't have any time to waste. we got to go. Well, you talk about it, and you're preparing for Arizona State. An Arizona State team that right now is playing pretty well on a win streak. They've had close wins. They've had close losses. But bottom line is they've played really solid football under Herm Edwards. Talk about them a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what Arizona State offensively and defensively, what the fans can expect to see. Well, defensively, they're really uh, disruptive. They, uh, they run that scheme that Rocky Long had brought back in the day where they actually have one of the linebackers sitting at eight yards, and they do a lot of pressures and movements and line stunts trying to confuse you with your identifications, your blocking schemes, your combination calls, trying to create misidentifications so your quarterback, you know, gets hit in the back, you know, with a free hitter or something of that nature. So they get after it pretty well. And on the offensive side, I think you hear a lot about the wide receiver, who is a, a, a no-brainer first-round selection. But he's complemented by some other really good receivers, a great tight end, um, probably the hottest running back and quarterback right now in the conference, and a big offensive line that's very physical. So they've played really well the last three games. They've gotten really hot. You know, they've, they're probably the hottest team in the conference right now. And I think it's exactly what we want. I think it's exactly the challenge that our team and our program needs at this point in time in the season. Back in the day, fans would be Monday morning quarterbacking, and you hear a little bit about it. Social media today has changed all that. It's just out there. People questioning offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, this player, that player, head coach. Do you, how, do you, how do you get a team, and how do you as a staff tune that out and not worry about that stuff? Well, I mean, I think it's uh, – we tell our team, Shane, I forget. I think it was one of those deals, you know, I, I, I read a lot, you know, so I don't have time to spend on social media, is uh, I think if, if you ever let outside words, you know, dictate or override what you truly know about yourself, and, and that, that's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's six billion people in the world. The moment you let one of those words out, well, then all of a sudden you've, you've succumbed to six billion people and you're, you're not yourself anymore. So we don't play that. And we just don't. We're aware of it. We address it because in terms of social media, it just it comes with the industry. This is a very different industry than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And that's okay. You don't fight change it. You know, you understand it. You explain it. Um, you make people aware of it. But it has nothing to do with processes. Nothing at all. And I could tell you stories from all those previous places we've been at. Uh, when you first, you know, t start your program and you start your process, take it over and what comes with it. And I mean, to me, it's like, look, we're, we're, already, we're already completely gassed up, driven to the highest level. I mean, anything that may filter in is nothing but fuel for us. So I think, uh, again, these guys, uh, they, they get it, and so we trust them. I know you talked a little bit about that young man over there. Not Big man over there. Getting Large old man. in a hurry, but uh, 35, every game he's had the ability to play in, he started. 35 starts, still a junior. Uh, big part of that offensive line. I know you talked about him a little bit, but 
big part of what, what's going on right now and the success of that, that guy's right. awesome. That guy yeah. right there is exactly what you want your son to grow up to be. I mean, and every he epitomizes that and everything he does, as how he conducts himself. He's as good as a football player as I've ever been around, and he's even a better human being off the field. Um, again, I can't say enough about him. This is probably the last time I'll compliment him while he's here. After this, I got <laughs> to crank it up on him again so he doesn't get too big-headed. But, uh, you know, that's exactly what you want on the front line day in and day out. What are you, you talking about? You know, he, he – yeah, no doubt. What are the skill set that an offensive lineman, when you're recruiting a guy, looking for a guy like that, what is it you're looking for? What what do they need to be able to do other than be big? And they are that. Yes, sir. Explosive power, balance and body, balance and body control, um, heavy-handed, uh, uh, good foot and body quickness, great recoverability, um, can bend at the hips or at the knees, a guy that has great hip and ankle flexibility, a high football IQ, ability to process, uh, insane toughness. You got to be a tough, tough, tough guy. Um, got to be accountable. You know, people always uh, talk about all these abilities that are physical, but you also there's an ability called durability. A guy can start 35 games in a row and not go down. That's a talent right there because not everyone can do that. Not everyone's willing to get out of bed after having a body go through a you know a season or whatnot. That guy always finds a way to be first. So um, we have a critical factors that go in that. It's a huge checklist of about 35 different items, and he checks all of them with flying colors. And when you're out recruiting, you point to a guy like that and you say, that's what we want, and that's what you are. So he's got to help when you're recruiting. Well, without a doubt, I think two things. We show film of how he plays. You know, we have a GPS system that measures how hard you practice, how much distance you run, how fast you move, how explosive you go. So it really tells you if you're working hard or not. Well, he has the highest threshold of any lineman. I mean, this guy is is like putting a, a GPS on a wild buffalo and letting it run <laughs> for hours. And um, so what it tells you is, and, and every year his thresholds get higher and higher and higher. So what he's doing is really rare. I mean, you're looking at a very rare, large athlete over there. And I think when they come on campus and they see him and he's so well-mannered, so well-educated and well-spoken, um, I mean – parents end up falling in love with him. They want to take him home, you know what I mean? So, uh, he's uh, again, he's, he's an unbelievable ambassador to the university. Well, Coach, sounds like you, uh, you're anxious and ready to get these guys back on the field again. You look forward to that next opportunity, don't you? Without a doubt. Without, the only bad part about football, my high school coach told me this. I never understood it until I started playing. He goes, you have to wait an entire week to get back on the field. And that's a long time, okay? But it's a long time that has to be used wisely. You know, we have 70, what is it now, 72 hours, you know, before, uh, before kickoff just about. And those 72 hours, they have to be used for preparation the right way. It's not like practice, turn it off, all right, let's watch, you know, the Simpsons or something like that. You truly have to get into your preparation mode, and, you know, it just it never really shuts off. It never really, you know, goes away. So I think guys like Kim, you want to talk about great examples? Some of the best things that they do is they teach the young guys how to prepare how to take care of their bodies, how to watch film, how to get to bed on time, how to eat the right stuff, what to put in your body. I mean, all those things, you know, they seem like little things. They're tremendous developmental items that make a big difference. And as a head coach, you love that. Oh, we, we, need, we need another 40 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm ready to play football. I know you are, too. We're going to get this young man up here and talk with him. But I appreciate so much you taking time out of a got to be a crazy busy week, come back home after a tough loss like that and talk to us. Mario Cristobal, thank you for your time so much. Thank you for having me, guys. Go Ducks. Head coach Mario Cristobal. We're back with Shane Lemieux, our Pepsi player spotlight next 
on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Duck fans unite with the official Duck Visa Rewards Card offered exclusively by OCCU. Not only does the Duck Card now give you more travel and cash rewards, you'll pay zero interest for 12 months on purchases and balance transfers. You'll also get five points per dollar on qualifying Duck purchases, like tickets, merchandise, and alumni gifts. Put the power of the Duck Card in your wallet. Apply online at myoccu.org slash ducks. Variable APR 11.99% to 26.99%. Balance transfers must be completed within first 60 days to qualify for 0% APR. Call 800-365-1111 for additional terms. Everyone wants to give their kids the world, but sending them to college can seem overwhelming. I'm John Zeiser with Country Financial, and I get it. My wife and I graduated with college debt, and we didn't want that for our three boys, Anson, Paxton, and Hawkins. So we're taking simple steps to prepare them for college, and Country Financial can help you take simple steps too. Because whether you're our customer or our family, we want you to be successful. Find an authorized representative at takesimplesteps.com. You're listening to Ducks Football on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Welcome back inside the cooler, Jerry Allen, along with Jorgi and our guest, academic All-Pac-12 honorable mention. I think last year he's probably going to be a first-teamer this year. Shane Lemieux, who has 35 consecutive starts, considers this 36, and then you get 37 on Saturday. Young man, thanks for coming in and joining us. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Uh, push that microphone right up next closer. to you. Yeah, it's yeah, like you right want there. to pretend it's, it's a defensive line. I just want to breathe on you guys. Oh, yeah, no, no, go ahead. Fine. You're good. You can breathe on us. Thanks for coming in. I uh, and and I, we just were talking to you. Coach talked about it. it's hard not to just, you know, heap praises on you because you are like a Greek god sitting over there <laughs> with a hair flowing. And actually, that that wasn't. Yeah, I was disappointed you had it up behind you. I thought you'd let it flow down. No, <laughs> no, it's my 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 formal my formal. Oh, is that it? The formal yeah. look. Yeah. yeah. How what did you weigh when you came in as a freshman? Uh, about 310 pounds. I weigh about the same, a little more right now, but better, better way. I lost probably 20 pounds and gained it all back with muscle. So really, yeah. Conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I was a junior in high school and I started getting recruited and I saw the offensive line on the TV. Like, Oh, I need to be 320 pounds. So I started eating McDonald's every day. Food is my friend. <laughs> my mom's a great cook <laughs> and you know how that goes. So yeah. I got up here and they just did like a body fat percentage and they're like, yeah, you gotta get, you gotta lose some weight. So oh, yeah, here I am now. So. That's cool. Yeah. You ever uh, – I've never had a chance to ask any players this question up here, but, you know, when you're out on the field before a game starts and there's always a guest announcer that does the starting lineup and that type yeah. of 
Do you do you listen? Do you ever listen to that? Oh yeah, okay. yeah that, fire, that fires me up a little bit. Does it? Know? Yeah, when you yeah. hear your name, because just like you know, when you're a little kid, you think about you know having your name announced at a, a college station like that or a situation like that. It's just always kind of a goal when you're a little kid, and when you actually get to do it, it's still every every single person on the field right there. It takes the time to listen to their name. Like, oh wow, this is really this is really happening. How about the city you're from? Do you listen to the way they pronounce the city you're from? Did I you do. Hear the one yeah, yeah, this year? I do. Yeah, I heard. I heard. What? I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name who it was. Yeah. But someone said Yakima. Yakima. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I take a lot of pride in where I'm at, but you know that's a that's an easy mistake. So that's fun stuff. Um, you you got another year after this. I do. Just a junior. I, I do. do you senior day coming up? Senior night with Arizona State. Does it start to resonate with you? What what this game is like for the guys who will not be back next year? Absolutely. You know, right right about an hour ago or so, I was just looking at Jalen Jelks, Justin Hollins, guys that have been really integral to this this uh, foundation we're starting to build and how much, uh, you know, how much they've put on me throughout the years of just teaching me how to, how to conduct myself uh, on the field, off the field, and really just handing down the tradition for, through the years. Because I, I was never there with the Marcus Mariotas, but they were. So they taught us, and we will teach the freshmen the incoming. Wow. So it's basically just a – it's just, you know, it's the next level. So that's how it always works. But I was thinking about an hour, about an hour ago, about just how I would feel in that situation of playing at Odyssey Stadium and how great that feeling is when you run out. And for his last, their their last time running out, it must be just a bittersweet moment, you know, because how much they've done for this program. But at the same time, just how much fun they've had and how much memories they've made. And uh, this this is the last game, you know, it's a it's the last game for the seniors in Odyssey Stadium, but it's the last game as well for our entire team together on the field. So. Wow. Next Spe- year we'll be talking about you. Yeah, I know. Special group, and it goes too yeah. quick. And it's yeah. gone quick, hasn't yeah, it? It has, absolutely. Yeah, t- talk about where, where you grew up in, in Yakima. Yeah. In Yakima, <laughs> Washington, obviously. You know, great. I don't want to say small town. It's a middle-sized town, yeah. a type of deal, and right, right in the middle of Washington. Should I say not in the middle of the state, but, yeah. you know, East of Seattle and east yeah. of that area. That type of, talk about growing up there and uh, and family and that type of deal, too. If yeah, you know. so uh, I actually had – my parents were divorced when I was younger, but I initially came into Washington. I'm originally from San Luis Obispo, California. But I came to Washington because my dad was in nuclear power. He's a nuclear engineer. And so he went to Hanford Test Site to work there, if you guys are familiar with that. And uh, basically I lived that – that's still an hour away from my house in Yakima whatsoever. But – I ended up growing up in Yakima, and uh, met, I met my stepdad, who's been awesome in my life, and has been a really great father figure, and really helped me in my position, and my sport, and really move up, and everything. But uh, yeah, I just spent I spent my life just uh, never really knowing what I wanted to do younger. You know, I wanted to be uh, in the army. I wanted to do all this kind of stuff because I never really thought that college was my thing. You know. I really just kind of wanted to make money right out of high school. And uh, I started growing, and uh, all of a sudden I'm 6'5", 190 pounds as a sophomore in high school, and I'm playing tight end. Like, I didn't want to play O-line because there's the fat guys, right? You, you don't get to score <laughs> touchdowns when you're, not the, fat, when you're the fat guys. <laughs> so I was running around, and uh, we went to a football camp, and I was a tight end. And I had horrible hands. I, I don't know what I was doing there. But I was a big body with long arms and big frames. So, you know, if you put on 60 pounds, you'd be a good O-lineman. So – offers started coming in, gained some weight, got in the weight room. My stepdad really just taught me how to lift weights and really just a lot about football and offensive line play. And, uh, yeah, here I am. But, yeah, I love Yakima. You know, it's a, it's a great place to grow up, and I hopefully I can go back there at some point or another. Uh, but I don't really live in Yakima, though. Everyone says I'm from Yakima. I'm literally about 30 miles, literally 30 miles away from the actually downtown. Yakima's a lot different than where I'm from, from West Valley, Washington. So if you guys are familiar with that, probably not. Yeah, is yes. anywhere near Wenatchee? Is that 
Uh, it's about three hours. Okay. About three right. hours southeast. All right. I'm getting yeah. it. I get yeah. a picture of it. All right. Yeah. Why, why Oregon, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the coaches, the coaches here were a lot different when I was coming in from high school. We had Coach Greatwood, uh, Steve Greatwood. We had Helfrich. We had uh, Frost. He was here still. And uh, just that kind of the family feel I have with Coach Greatwood really just, you know, he was like a dad to me. So I was like, you know, like this guy is exactly like my dad. He's the same traits as my dad. Uh, same kind of philosophies as my dad taught me when I was growing up, so I might as well just come here, and it was close enough at home, and I never wanted to be a Husky, so here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting applause for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. It, it's got to be tough, though, um, to, to go through the coaching changes you've had to go through. Uh, three coaches now. Um, how does a young guy adjust to that and, and accept it and move on uh, particularly as spectacularly as you have and your teammates have in playing yeah. the kind of ball you are? Uh, I think that we were just given a really great opportunity with Coach Cristobal coming here as an offensive line coach last year. I know uh, Coach Tiger told us, because we didn't have an O-line coach when he arrived here for about two weeks, and he was telling us, hey, you guys will be really happy with who it is. Um, just be patient. And he comes into town. We hear this big guy from Alabama. We're like, oh, man, he, you know you know how Alabama O-linemen are. They're big, tough, physical guys, and they, they're first-rounders all the time in the NFL. So uh, we're like, you know, we're excited. And the greatest opportunity we had was getting him as a head coach because we just learned to love him, our team, you know, not just the O-line room. A lot of the times assistant coaches really only get to get familiar with the players yeah. inside their position, their unit group. We coach Cristobal, you know how he's up here. He, he can he can talk. He can, he's a good talker, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he spread, you know, he spread his uh, just, just his beliefs and everything with the entire team. So when Willie Tiger left, he was arguably just the unanimous next guy, yeah. you know what I mean? So – yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. We've got to get a break, and I'm going to come back and talk to you more. I'm going to have you educate us when we come back on what offensive linemen need to know and do to be able to play different positions. I mean, you just block the guy across from you. Isn't that easy? We'll, we'll take a break. We'll come yeah. back. Shane Lemieux is our guest here tonight inside the cooler. We're right back with more on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. With Pac-12 Now, you've got 24-7 access to all seven Pac-12 Network's channels. Live events. Touchdown, Washington! Original programming on demand. Mike and Ashley Emson back with you in our San Francisco studios. With the ability to customize what you want to watch wherever you want to watch it. Set your teams, set your sports, and you're all set. Pack 12 now. Download today. When you got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. You're listening to the Oregon Football Coaches Show. Oregon Football Coaches Show. On the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies, who do you meet? Answer. Men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question. So where will we find tomorrow's leaders? answer high school sports this message presented by the national federation of state high school associations and the national interscholastic athletic administrators association why was the basketball court all wet 
Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back inside the cooler. It's our final segment here tonight with Shane Lemieux, offensive lineman. Um, who I want to ask you this. I said going away. Teach us a little bit about what it is about playing an offensive line position. Tackle, guard, center. You guys seem to all interchange, move left to right. But every position has its idiosyncrasies or things that you need to understand about that. Left tackle is different than right. Right guard, uh, left guard, same thing. What is it you need to know? What what makes it so difficult? Yeah, I think it all starts with the center position because as soon as we come up to the line, he makes the point of who we're working to. He can adjust pass protections to different slides and everything, and he knows exactly what Herbie's looking at, Justin Herbert's looking at every single play. So basically it all starts with him making the point. He's the anchor. And then after that, it's, it's, it's up to the guards and tackles to make their calls and who we're working against. But still, this, the guy in the middle, Jake Hansen, is basically the traffic cop. If he hears anything he doesn't like, he's going to adjust it right off the bat. Really? So he's really just an integral part of our offensive scheme. But at the same time, like, you know, left guard's different from right guard and the fact that you have to know that where Justin sets up in his passes. So, I mean, not really in our offense, but later on in the NFL, when we go to the NFL, we're going to have to know that the right guard is usually the best guard, better than the left guard, just because the uh, right-handed thrower is usually set up on the right side and whatsoever. So, you know, everyone thinks that left tackle is the best position in the O-line, but at the same time, the NFL, they're <clears> developing DNs to be better on both sides. So right tackle is pretty much just as even as the left tackle and skill-wise. But, yeah, I mean um, – Everyone thinks that we just we just push people around, but there's a lot of really uh, intricate things that go yeah. on with offensive line play. But, you know, the best quote about it is, you know, we, we have fun. Everyone says, like, you can have fun scoring touchdowns. We have fun by beating people up. So that's, <laughs> that, that's how we do it. So. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That leads me to a question. I'm going to jump in, Jordan. Oh, go ahead. Pancake yeah. blocks. Yeah. I, mean, I used to hear a lot about pancake blocks. At the end of the year, you guys would add them up. Just to, is that still the best p- possible scenario for you? Yeah, I think uh, – Probably pancake blocks and then not allowing a sack are probably the biggest stains you can get as an offensive line. Because there's all these rating systems out for offensive linemen, but there's nothing you can really um, – other people can see and really know that if the offensive lineman is doing the right thing in that scheme. But uh, I think pancake blocks are the best thing, though, because, you know, a pancake block in our system uh, is if any part of their body touches the ground. So if their knees touch the ground, it's a knockdown. Hands touch the ground, it's a knockdown. And then we have railroads, which are you, you knock two down in one one play, and <laughs> there's a bunch of weird stuff. But the, you know, the biggest thing about that, why it's so important in our in our you know as offensive alignment, is that every single time you knock them down, they have to have that much energy to get back up, and the more energy it yeah. takes to get back up, the tire, more tired they get. So, how tough is it for you? Um, you know, Jake Hansen obviously comes up, or whoever's playing center makes the initial call, and then you and the left tackle take that to the next step. Yeah, you played with three different left tackles this yeah. year. Talk about that and how, the, how that's worked out. And if you want to talk about the, the, the two freshmen in particular, what you think of them in that type of deal, it would be nice to know. But yeah. talk about that. Uh, you know, I think uh, I've had the experience of having Tyrell Crosby last year. It was kind of almost the opposite, you know, where 
uh, he had me when I was a retro freshman starting a left guard, and he kind of had to tell me what was going on. And it's almost kind of flipped roles where he's kind of – I've been asking him for advice and everything about how, how do I get – you know, how did you get me going when I was a retro freshman? And uh, if you guys don't know anything about it, but Panay Sewell and uh, Stephen Jones are phenomenal, phenomenal players, and they're going to be arguably the best offensive linemen to ever play here. Wow. So it's it's a pretty awesome experience. So as I say, you know, they're young. I have to teach them. These guys are really, really rare players that I really don't have to do much towards. You know, oh. I literally say you go block him, and next thing you know, he's driving him 40 yards down the field. So <laughs> that's very how it works. But, um, yeah, you know, it's just it's just building chemistry. So I think yeah. our preparation during the week uh, with whoever's playing tackle whatsoever, um, you really just prepare in the week and get a lot of ke- the most chemistry you can get in one week's of practice. But at the same time, you can look at a guy like Calvin Throckmore who can play every single position. Yeah. So you know, it's just it's just being a, being adjustable. So. Now, we could talk to you all night long, but we got to go. You got a game to get ready for, so we're going to have to cut this off. I hate to do it because you are a tremendous interview. The best for last. Y- by yeah, far. the best for last. Shane Lemieux, our Hands guest down. here tonight. Good luck this weekend. Have Appreciate fun. Guys. Thank Thanks for guys. being a part of this, Shane. Absolutely, guys. Back with more on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Sam Weish was a quarterback, head coach, and broadcaster in the NFL. Last year, he became a heart recipient. And now I know what a miracle feels like. My new heart gave me a new mission in life, and that is to get others to sign up to be organ donors. There are over 130 million people that have already signed up to be a part of that. Please sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back for our final 90 seconds here on our final show at the Cooler. No show next week. It's Thanksgiving Eve, so this is our last show of the year. By the way, Oregon women, I don't know if it's final. It says two seconds okay, left. 88-58, the Oregon women over Utah State. How about that? 
The uh, volleyball team playing right now. The men play tomorrow night, 6 o'clock uh, against Iowa. Joey Mack with a call at 5.30, that pregame show. And then, of course, we've got our pregame at 5.30 on Saturday, Arizona State here for senior night. And I, I, I'm sort I'm of excited. like, Coach, I want to play. I want to hurry up and play yeah. again. I want to get that taste out of your mouth. And I, being at home, I know they're going to play well. Yeah, no place like home. And Joey never looked better, did he? No, he sounded huh? great. How about that, Joey? Yeah, probably your best night of the whole season right there. So, uh, How about Shane Lemieux? It was he the best for last? Oh. It was our last he show, so good. but he was awesome. What a great young man, but you find out when you talk to most of those kids, they're just the same, and they are kids. They're just really good kids. All right. Uh, again, final show here tonight. Thanks to all of you, the ones who come up every week. I, I see you, and you're here every week. You guys are special. Thank you so very much. I love y'all's fans. Thanks to the cooler. How about our staff from the cooler? Tina, everybody right. always do a great job. Make sure you tip them on. Let them know we had a great season. We're going to get out of here and uh, get you ready for a game on Saturday, Arizona State. Senior night. Don't forget to be a part of it. Uh, thanks to Pepsi, our Pepsi player spotlight tonight. And I guess that's all but the shouting, huh? We done? We it are. Was a great year. How Happy about Thanksgiving, Coach Christopher? How fun was that? Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. And we'll uh, we'll talk to Joy tomorrow night from New York and play some football on Saturday. Bye-bye. God bless everybody. This has been the Oregon Football Coaches Show, presented by The Cooler, voted Eugene's number one sports bar on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. The Oregon Football Coaches Show has also been brought to you by Pepsi. Go Ducks! Drink Pepsi! The executive producer of the Oregon IMG Sports Network is Tim Fernetti. Associate producers Chris Ferris and Chris Bjork. Coordinating producers Kate Hughes, Joey Mack, and Rob Joyce. Network manager Stephen Hartzell. I'm staff announcer Jeff Lawrence with a special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. The Oregon Football Coaches Show is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.